Hello and welcome to the Writing from the Womb podcast. I'm Sama Morningstar, and before we get started with today's episode, I just want to make a few announcements about this podcast and what's going on in the Womb-Centered Healing Temple, uh, which is the umbrella organization that's hosting this podcast. So this podcast arose out of my writing process and my um, writing workshops that I started offering uh, called Writing from the Womb. And this, this arose out of a desire to not be alone in the writing process anymore, to come together with others who wanted to write uh, from womb consciousness, to develop womb consciousness, to utilize writing as a healing process for our womb wellness journey. And I'm in the process of writing the Biomystical Womb book and have already published the Goddesses, Lovers, and Dreams poetry book and um, wanted to be reading excerpts of that poetry book and inviting other authors and writers with a similar experience of the therapeutic value of writing to come and share their work as well. So that's what this podcast is about. Um, the the Womb-Centered Healing Temple is the organization that is an online temple space for this kind of womb-centered healing to go on. You may be familiar with the Womb-Centered Healing Podcast, which is another podcast that that is running that that where the focus is talking about the various healing processes that we go through around the womb. And this one is more focused on the writing process and sharing about our writing, sharing about the activating the creative center of the womb through writing and birthing books and other writing sort of projects. And so if you're interested in joining us for writing from the womb workshops, there's currently two a week on the weekends, Saturdays and Sundays. Um, You can go to the Womb Centered Healing Temple website at wombcenteredhealing.com and sign up for the newsletter and there'll be announcements there. Um, You can also go directly to Eventbrite where you can find the Womb Centered Healing Temple as an organizer there and see and sign up directly for the, the classes there. So hope to see you soon and take very good care. And here's the, this episode, the next episode, please enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Writing from the Womb podcast. We have Abigail here with us today. Thank you so much, Abigail, for being with us. And um, we also have Abigail's son. Uh, Tell us his name again. Xavier. Xavier, who is um, being mothered into a nap (laughs) right here on the podcast with us. So Hopefully that that energy will all help us to be soothed into rest and renewal and nourishment. So thank you for sharing that with us today, Abigail. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for having me. I think I might just lie down having that myself. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I know, right? Um, so may we all receive nourishment and rest 
and by listening to this podcast, anyone who listens or watches the video, may you receive that divine mother nourishment and rest that Xavier is experiencing right now as well. So thank you. Um, today, uh, I'm going to start out with a poem that's the first part in a two-part series. And I'm not going to read the second part until the next podcast, but um, I think some of the, the work that Abigail is going to share with us will, will take us to where that second part is going to go. So I won't feel too incomplete. <laughs> but if you do want to hear the second part of this poem, um, then stay tuned for the next podcast. So this one is called Goddess Love, Part One. I don't dare breathe in your love as deep as it can go. You are the air that exposes all hidden fear, beckoning that forward is the only way back to amniotic comfort. I haul out heavy excuses, tying them carefully to the tips of my wing feathers, then cry out in rage that your wind isn't strong enough to lift me. I build stone wind breaks around your power, which whistle only tiny hints of your song through the cracks. I sing my longing to the stones softly, not to crumble them with sound. So that's the first part. And um, I just feel that this, this, I wrote this poem at a time when I felt uh, my own limitations holding me back from connecting with my divine self and with the goddess. And I just felt uh, I, I was putting words to that feeling and, and noticing the choices I was making in my life and the, um, the difficulties I was having connecting with that energy. And, and I just was like calling myself out. Here I am tying these stones to my own wing feathers, right? And, and holding myself back. And so it, it seems this might be a common experience and um, so I'm curious to hear what you have to share about that experience, Abigail, and where it goes from there. I know my second part poem, uh, I'll share where it went for, for me from there in the next podcast episode, but I'm curious to hear where it goes from there for, from your perspective. Yeah, so um, I'm not sure if you want me to share. So in my book, well, co-authored book, I should say, um, Voices of the Avalonian Priestesses, we all um, it was part of our initiation in almost like graduation from the um, Priestess Presence Mystery School. And um, we had to write like um, an empowered words kind of thing. Um, and all of those words got published in the book. Mm -hmm. And so mine is about the embodiment of the divine feminine, embodiment of um, the power that is within me and embracing that. Um, and so mine is called I Am Goddess. Mm -hmm. And so I can share that now or we can do that later and just kind of talk about the process right now, whichever, whichever way you want to go. So, well, let's talk about the process of getting there because it sounds to me like you had that experience and you were able to write about the experience of embodying, fully embodying that power after going through a series of initiations. And for me, I didn't have a, an initiatory group I was having to initiate myself by, by, you know, 
seeking under, turning over rocks and looking behind, behind trees and going down into caves by myself to reclaim these traditions. And um, so there are many solitary practitioners that may have that kind of experience as well, especially in this day and age where, where there's not necessarily a mystery school or there wasn't when I was going through this process, there weren't readily available mystery schools. Um, or I didn't have access to them, but it sounds like you did go through an initiation process through a mystery school, maybe some of your own personal initiations as well. And I'd love to hear about that because for people who are listening, who are in the process of like, wow, I don't know if I can do this or in the process of being initiated, they're not quite there yet. Let's, let's walk through the journey a little bit together. Well, let's talk about initiations. You know, you don't need a mystery school to receive initiations. I think life in general is the biggest initiation, right? So we all start our journey going through different milestones, de developmental, um, you know, stages, spiritual stages. You know, we, we evolve from one aspect of ourselves to the other. That's all initiations. So we begin by going through our own initiations and then, through your own initiations, you can call in specific areas or, um, yeah, that's the best way to say it. You can call in the specific areas that you want to um, get advanced in. And that's how, you know, perhaps a book will show up for you where you read it and you get initiated in it. Or, you know, you might stumble upon a mystery school that you can go deeper in. And so for me, at the beginning, it's the same thing. You know, I had to go through, you know, go through my own journey. And I didn't have, you know, anyone around me who talked about goddesses or divine feminine. You know, I grew up in a very, um, what, what word am I, Christian, you know, <laughs> group. So I was surrounded by that. And that's how I learned to connect even deeply with the divine in a way that I rebelled against re religious stuff because I could see that, that there was a deeper truth Right. And I wanted to go deeper. And so that was kind of like my background. So I really diving into my own power, my own divine feminine power, and then diving into goddess work. That was all later that everything came together. But my initiation started from a very young age through what I went through, through um, the experiences that I had. You know? Yeah. And did you ever have like I had the experience of the, a book jumping off the bookshelf at a bookstore that and it wouldn't go back on the shelf and it was a it was actually a journal a goddess journal ah. and many of the poems in this book I wrote initially in that goddess journal it had beautiful paintings of different goddesses from traditions from around the world with like archaeological you know, archaeologically accurate yeah uh, a jewelry and clothing and you know other objects or animals in the in the painting with them beautiful painting and then a short description of that goddess and those traditions and maybe a little bit of their of their mythology and then pages and pages of empty pages mm. for journaling in it was this like gift it just like jumped off wow. the bookshelf bookstore shelf um and so I started, you know, looking at these paintings and reading the names of these goddesses and writing prayers and poems uh, about whatever, you know, was being evoked in me. And so it was um, a very, 
it was a solitary process, but it was just this inner awakening to the presence of the goddess in my life. And I have a similar Christian background as you. And so, uh, and I had, but I had had some exposure to different religions in college because I studied um, religious studies and mm. even had, uh, and, and women's studies. So I, I had some courses about women and religion and different traditions and like that. So I was already inquiring and I'd, um, had some exposure to um, Wiccan traditions, so European-based mm-hmm. um, traditions, goddess-worshipping traditions, and it had gone to, you know, participated in, in um, various groups like that, yeah. so had some exposure. But then this started, this book really started to initiate me, and this writing process of finding my own voice, my own connection, finding my own... Um, communication and communion with the divine feminine through writing um it was very powerful initiation for me and yeah. and so i'm curious what what your some of your first initiations into connecting with the divine feminine looked like did you have a book jump off the shelf mm. or, <laughs> or what <laughs> so um actually real quick can we pause it he just left so i can put him down and i Great. So you were going to say? Yeah, you were asking me how it began with my initiations, like when I was younger, or if a book like fell off for me. Um, In my culture, so originally I'm from Ghana, um, in the African culture in general, you hear a lot of goddesses. And I actually grew up learning about like the river goddess and, you know, the sea goddess and but they were in, not in a good way, you know, like, especially coming from a Christian background, they were known as evil, like you could not connect with them, you know, and there was a fear around connecting with these, um, I, I'm going to say deities, right, because they were, they were all um, energies that were very much connected to the earth, they were very earth energy, and they were more intense, um, and, you know, I want to say like alive, you know, you could really experience them when you go to the river, you know, you could actually experience the energy of the river. Like it just, that's, you know, the, the African energy, the, the energy of the continent is very potent. So I grew up learning about these goddesses and deities and, but not in a good way, just quite opposite of that. So when I came to the U S and I started hearing, you know, about the different, you know, like, um, well, Odin and you know like all the gods and goddesses and I was like hmm this is interesting right but this there is one goddess that always stood out to me and actually just the Egyptian um, the Egyptian culture in general you know in terms of the gods and goddesses and high priestess and high priest I always was drawn to them so I would see paintings you know um, paintings of Isis and um, Isis and Osiris, those two, they always, like I would have journals with them on there. Like I was so drawn to them before I even knew who they were. I just knew that they were connected to Egypt at some point they ruled, you know, but I didn't really understand. I didn't know that Isis was a goddess who, you know, did this and did that and everything that she did, you know, Um, and that didn't come to like way later. So at the beginning, I was more drawn to like the art right, the art of the, these beautiful beings and, and um, you know, like the, 
the some of the posts that people will post online about certain goddess and how to work with them you know that piqued my interest so at the beginning it was more about which goddess was pulling me in for me it was um it was oh okay so the other one was mother mary too so we have isis and then mother mary and mary magdalene was always in there but again i just saw her as just someone who was connected to jesus it wasn't a deep thing. It was like, oh, you know, she was one of the women that followed Jesus around because that's what we were taught, you know. Um, so just the deepening of the connection with all these goddesses didn't happen to way later. But at the beginning, they showed up in my life in such a simple way, you know, whether through art or through, you know, spoken words or, um, you know, through music, you know, that's how they showed up for me. Yeah. And then. Um... What, how did it start that you began to deepen your relationship with the divine feminine? What, what sparked that? Like, I, I know, I remember you were saying you had a desire to have a deeper connection with these energies, but I'm curious when that started to take place. That, that that's very, that's very hard to tell because I feel like that desire was always, always there. It was a matter of, diving into each of these stories and really seeing myself in that story. So for example, I researched about, you know, um, Isis and Osiris, what was their story? How did they connect, you know? Um, and that even, what prompted me to research them was the whole term twin flames, which I knew I was, you know, and I was trying to figure out what twin flames were. And that was one of the main stories that popped up for me, one of the ancient twin flames, right? Uh, Mary, Mary Magdalene, Jesus was another twin flame connection right there. So that helped me get in there and get into these specific areas. And then I was able to read about, you know, goddess Isis journey and um, her connection to Osiris and her connection to all these other goddesses and how, you know, what they're responsible for and how they help us like that whole thing. Right. So it's through storytelling um, that I was able to dive deep deep with them if that makes any sense oh, the yeah. spark yeah the the desire was always already oh oh my gosh i can't talk always there right the desire was always there but it was about okay let me dive deeper and see what this story is about what this goddess this egyptian goddess is i love egypt i felt like i've been there before done it before you know lived there before um, and so I just wanted to dive in to see what that connection was all about. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you were reading these stories. Did you engage with them in any, in any way? Did you put the artwork up on your walls? Did you create yes. an altar? Did you do a ceremony? Did um, you have a conversation? At the beginning, I didn't even know what an altar was, <laughs> or a ceremony or ritual was. All I knew, um, like I would, you know, print the pictures of goddess Isis and mother Mary and I'll put it in my journal. So my journals will be like pictures and then I'll, you know, put my thoughts next to the picture or I'll print it out or get a poster and put it on my wall. And that's kind of like how I connected, but like the deepening part wasn't until later, right? When 
I was actually in, you know, like groups, meditation circles and surrounded by people who actually got it. When I started going to meetups about spirituality and started diving into all of this stuff. And when I finally got, you know, into the, um, the mystery schools, that's when I really went even deeper. Right. And so at the beginning, it was just that introduction. Like, this is the picture I'm curious about how you're connected to Egypt. Cause I really feel like Egypt was my home and then diving in there and it's like journaling and then, you know, dream time, it will come in. And then later it's like, okay, I'm surrounded by these people. They're talking about this goddess. Oh my gosh, this goddess does this and that. Wait, what? No wonder I'm connected to this goddess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and then it went from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you know, that sounds like a sort of the gradual development of a relationship with these goddesses. Was there ever a moment or a period of time when you noticed that suddenly you felt like that these goddesses, perhaps Isis, was, was no longer, you know, someone out there that you're researching about and trying to get close to, but is actually someone and an, a being involved in your life that you're having interactions with that is is influential in your life in some way that you're having direct experiences with where your intimacy with this goddess has grown and now you're with isis or whomever it was can you share about that so that would one of the ways I should say, or well, I'm going to start here. Um, it was actually when I started the mystery school, because in the mystery school, you're open to so many um, journeys and meditations and, and words that you get to listen to that activates within you, that wisdom within you. So it really pulls, um, pulls the information or it pulls you from, from thinking of it as outside of yourself to how do you see that within yourself? I feel like that's when it actually began because all at the beginning, it was still like, you're a goddess, I'm a human woman, you know, and how can you teach me? <laughs> you know, how can you help me? Um, and then they went from that to wait a minute, they're part of me They're They were also human too. And they became goddesses by um, overcoming their challenges and choosing to come and, you know, lead us so that we can also overcome ours. Like that's, that was their choice, right? They, they were just like me. And I can, I am like them, you know, and so it took like that whole word, even goddess, it took that to a different level where it wasn't on the pedestal anymore. It was right within, it was right in my heart. It was right within my womb, you know, connecting to that feeling of that. Um, And in, in the last mystery school I was in, which was specifically about the goddess tradition, we actually, um, it's called the priestess presence and we walk through the different stages of like the 13 moon mysteries basically and each of the moon cycle is connected to a goddess so we we will spend a moon cycle in the energy of one goddess really exploring that and allowing that goddess to mentor us and teach us um, and really um, contemplating and writing and that's how like the um, the one that I wrote came through is through that connection, through that deepening. So it was through that journey that, you know, if you step into a goddess shoes for a lunar cycle, you know, cycle, it 
it takes you to a whole different level. You, you are open to experiencing that part of the goddess that you never thought was even possible for you to experience, you know, it, especially if you think of the goddesses as something much bigger than you or far, or far away from you, or you can't really reach them. You can't really quite wrap your mind around that. So to step into the energy of the goddess and open up to them mentoring you and then going through that cycle with them, I mean, it just it changes you to your core, right? And each time you do that, you, you activate within yourself the codes of that goddess within yourself, you know, which, you know, that's all part of DNA activation, right? Whatever frequency you step into gets awakened within you. Whatever energy you step into gets awakened within you. And to begin with, you draw those energies, those frequencies to you because you are already in alignment with that. So it just awakens within you what is already within you. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm curious, you said that it started out that you would have these goddesses in a journal and then you would write your thoughts. Uh, was journaling and writing a, a big part of this initiation and this journeying with each goddess for, for a moon cycle? Was writing part of that? Well, journaling and writing has always been part of my process. It still is. Um, with my mind, I need to get things out on paper. And the process of writing something down so that it's out of here brings me so much peace. Um, and so it's, it's a non-negotiable for me. I have to write. I have to write my thoughts on paper. And it's a ritual for me. It's, it's a way for me to connect to not just my thoughts, not just my heart, but it goes beyond that. It connects me to my higher thoughts and my higher feelings and being able to inter interpret that right onto paper. So that's always been something that I've, I've done. And then through the initiations with the goddess, it's just something I incorporated into that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, <clears throat> you know, this podcast is called Writing from the Womb. And um, I'm curious what you might have to say about that, because um, a lot of people, when they hear you say, I'm putting my thoughts on paper, might think that those thoughts were coming from your mind. And a lot of people, when I, when I help people connect with womb listening and listening to the voice of the, of the womb, um, <clears throat> you know, don't necessarily recognize the connection between the womb and the brain and that there's, that there's a way to connect with the womb and the voice of the womb that might come through like thoughts or even um, emotions that then we use our brain to, our brain can help us to interpret and express verbally. Exactly. And so I'm curious what your experience of that connection and recognizing that connection that, wow, this is guidance coming from this divine connection in my womb, this embodied feminine um, place of, of creation. Um, yeah, just what, what do you have to share about that? So to begin with, I want to say it, at the beginning, it might be just your thoughts that you're writing down and that's totally okay. You know, from your mind, get it out of your mind. You know, when you, there's something about grabbing a piece of pen and touching that paper and transferring what is here through your hands into the 
pen, you know, into the pen and onto the paper. It's, that whole process is very sacred there. There's a connection that happens. And the more you allow to, that to happen at the beginning, it just seems like, okay, I need to get this on paper. I just need to get this out of my mind on paper. But the more you practice that writing, you begin to go deeper than what's just in your mind, right? Because if writing for you is something that calms your mind, the more you write, you're able to calm your mind, which opens up a whole new channel for you to go deeper within yourself. So at the beginning, it's totally okay for it to just be mental stuff. Just get it on paper. But it's your way of starting to open up, right? You get that, that chaos, the, the, all that stuff out, out of your mind. And then now you open up more for what is deeper, what is underneath the chaos that was on top. Yeah. So you start with that and you start writing. One of the ways that, um, for me, when I start writing at the beginning, it might be just mundane stuff, like just get it, get it out on paper. This is what happened today. I'm pissed off about this today. And then all of a sudden I start writing about, but, you know, I forgive this person and, you know, but I had it you know, I had a dream and this is what came through and this is the interpretation. And I start, you know, I just kind of follow through and let it take me deeper and deeper and deeper. Um, so there's a flow to it. And if you allow yourself to just flow through it at the, you know, and not judge yourself through the process, it will take you where you need to go. At the beginning, again, when you start you can tell the difference if you're in your mind versus if you're connecting from that womb space. And the difference is how deep you're going. Are you just writing about what happened today and what someone told you, you know, which is, again, it's okay. Get it out, right? Get it out on paper. But it might go from, oh, this person told me this and it really pissed me off to, I wonder why that pissed me off. Like, why did that? Piss? I don't even understand why that pissed me off. Oh, wait, when I was little, I remember this person telling me the same thing and it pissed me off. Oh, that's where it came from. So do you see, you, you start to go in deeper and trying to, it's like your mind will help you try to find the answers and will actually in turn take you deeper into that womb space. You know, I think so many times it's so hard on the mind stuff, like, oh, get out of your mind and, and go into the womb. But for some people, that might be very a hard process for them, especially if they have a very strong mercurial mind. You know, that's where they begin. For others, if their, their, um, their voice is already in their womb, it's very easy. They can just go straight there right? It just depends on um, who you are, where your intuition lies, and what work you've been doing, right, to get to where you are. So for, for some people, it might be very easy. For others, it might not come as easy. So you got to know where you are, what comes easy to you, and then allow that to flow and take you where it needs to go, you know. And it, it might seem like everything that is coming through is from the mind, but the mind has a higher mind, which is connected to the heart. And so if you allow yourself to go through, eventually you're going to step into the realm of the higher mind, which is connected to the higher heart. And eventually you'll be able to go deeper. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because when you were describing that, that, that for some people it might be easier to access the voice of the womb it kind of reminded me how I started writing poetry when I was 13 years old, you know, just a few years after I started menstruating. And, and I recognize now that that was very much a voice of my womb and, and 
and my connection with the divine, which I feel is is right there in in the womb space, and and but I'd also had a lot of preparation for that kind of communion um, in my Christian upbringing. Um, I did a lot of self-guided Bible study where I would read passages of the Bible and then write my reflections um, from a very connected, prayerful place mm-hmm. in, in journals and things like that. So that was something that was developed for me is, is going to that connection with the divine. And not everyone had, has had that kind of you know, and I had that throughout my childhood. Not everyone had that. You know, even if they went to church, there was no encouragement for Bible study of that nature, for writing about your feelings um, mm-hmm. in connection with the divine or, you know, anything like that. Whereas I did have that. And, and I was also, I also had a lot of body awareness because I was a dancer. And so I was aware of the sensations in my body. I was a very technical dancer. I was a ballerina. And so um, you know, if someone said, move your right big toe in a certain way, I could move my right big toe in that way. And not and, and any other part of my body, I could move and be in connection with and feel as a dancer. That was something that, that was developed for me. Not everyone has, has that developed either. Um, you know, and so the, that combination of somatic sensory body awareness with the ability to commune with the divine through writing and thought and and like that i I think made it quite easy for me to connect with that inner voice and so it was also out of need that i really needed an outlet for my emotions and my true feelings because it wasn't safe for me to express my emotions and my true feelings with in some circumstances in my life Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I needed that outlet, uh, to be able to, to, to share that. And because, you know, I was a dancer and all these other things, you know, I did, I, I, I really, um, was set up to, to be able to have an easy connection with that voice. Whereas other people might not have had any number of those or the common, you know, that, that combination of things. And so, yeah as we start to feel the call to explore the voice of the womb and embodiment of the goddess and communion with the goddess in that way um, and with, you know, with the divine, then some of these skills we have to sort of develop mm-hmm. from scratch because we might not have received them growing up. We might not have been trained in them growing up. So yeah, I just want, I just like to clarify that because people can get, um stopped on their journey by thinking oh it's too hard for me i'm never going to get out of my brain or whatever you know it's just yeah and we're taught in 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 school that logical the logical thinking brain and that that voice is the only valid voice right we're it's we really get indoctrinated in that and um and that if we have emotions or body sensations that that's not important that we're not supposed to write about that, that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's somehow invalid and that we're just supposed to be over here with this logical thinking and analytical thinking. Uh, and we don't even really get trained very well with that either. Exactly. <laughs> that's a exactly. whole other topic. But, but the truth is, you know, 
these are all skills that we can develop and, and just our education, our background, our experience didn't develop that. And the mind is a wonderful tool if we learn how to, to discern you know, and utilize it and, and feel how it's connected. It's not some, you know, um, something we have to discard. It's, it's a very powerful tool that, and I loved how you described it of, you know, getting, getting it all out there on paper and then following the inquiry deeper in and seeing what else there is to express. So wonderful. Exactly. Yeah. And so, I'm, so I have a, did you have something else to say about that? Yes. I wanted to go into the whole womb because I wonder if this is what I've experienced with my clients that what I usually ask them is where do you feel like your intuitive self is within your body? You know, because the womb voice, you know, we're, we're thinking that it's supposed to be in the physical womb area, right? But what if for someone, they feel it more in their heart? What if for someone is actually in your third eye, which they, they see it as like the, uh, the mind, basically? Um, what if for someone, they might feel it more in the lower back, right? So what I usually do is like, where are you feeling this, this voice? And then you tell me, and that is your womb space. Right. So it doesn't always fall into that womb area there. You might feel it in a different area, a different part of your body. You know, that's maybe that's where your body wants to hold that energy or maybe that's where the energy is most potent. And so it's good to explore that. Where is the womb for you? You know, because, again, men don't have physical wombs but they can write from that space. Right. So it's the same concept. See, where is that? Where is that energy pulling you? Where is that coming from? Is it more from your heart? Are you feeling more in your stomach? Are you feeling actually in the womb space or the sacral area? Is it more from your third eye? Where is this coming from? And then honor that process. Yeah. You know, it's interesting that you mentioned that. It reminds me of um, studying uh, in psychology about some of the early theories about um, women who are suffering from, according to the men, some kind of mental illness when really yep. their lifestyle was what was causing it, you know, how they were mm -hmm. being treated and all of this. These women were just really upset with their lives. It wasn't working for them, right? And they would try to speak up about it and they would be labeled as hysterical. Exactly. <laughs> and the, the diagnostic... Um, the way that it was described, what hysteria was, was that it was a roaming womb. That their yep. womb was traveling around inside their body. And this was the original, uh, causing all kinds of distress. Well, <laughs> I mean, there was plenty of reasons why these women were in distress. I mean, their husbands were treating them badly. They had no oh. right to do anything on their own. We could go on and on. Um, mm -hmm. But it was blamed on this roaming womb that these women were hysterical and that was often the motivation for performing hysterectomy. Yeah. Oh man. And doing all kinds of other horrible treatments. So thank goodness we're liberating ourselves from these ideas. But when you talk about where is the womb for you, it just reminded me of that. And totally. that there might be some truth in that, that the energy of that, that life generative power of the womb may very well you know, we, we can embody that in our whole bodies, not just totally. the uterus, right? That it, it, although yep. that is the sort of the center, the, 
the grounding place, the you know, yes. home, uh, it may, we may have it, you know, feel that center anywhere at any time. So thank you. Exactly. <laughs> so I have one other question before I would love to hear you read your uh, goddess embodiment poem um, uh, to sort of bring us there. Uh, but my question is first is, were you, did you ever get to connect with these African goddesses that you were raised to think were evil or dangerous? Did you ever reclaim that in your goddess uh, studies? It's very interesting because they never resonated with me. Uh-huh. So even after I was open to the different goddesses, you know, I still explore it, like what is um, Yemenya, you know, who is she, and Osha, and Oshun, basically, and they just never resonated mm -hmm. with me, but one thing I realized is that one goddess was interpreted or expressed in different cultures, and so I'm working with Isis here, but in another culture, she might have a different name, you know, in France, that same energy is held in the Black Madonna, right? Mary Magdalene has that same energy. And so I started seeing that. Um, and my connection with a certain goddess um, tradition, that's what I was pulled into, you know, like the, the Isis tra tradition, the Mary Magdalene tradition. That's where my soul came from. And that's where I was pulled into. Um, so yeah, I've had that question before. It's like, well, you have, you know, the, the African goddess tradition is very powerful. Or is that something you connected to? Or I have people who work with that, the goddesses and like, do you know about them? And what do you feel about them? And I just don't feel connection to them. I feel connection with more um, of the other um, expressions. Or sometimes I feel like it's more like the... Um, I want to say like where the originations of the goddess, if that makes sense, like the, where it all began, you know, because you can kind of see the expressions of the goddesses, which we get to experience that as women, right? We get to have that energy too. So you can kind of trace it. Okay, this goddess was expressed here and here and it was called this and that, right? And I kind of trace my way all the way back to, but this is the goddess that all that energy came from. Because yeah. that's what I was interested in. I want the origin. I want to work with the, the source. I want to dive in deep there. So when it came to the African goddesses or the deities, I just never resonated with that energy. Mm. It's very heavy. It can feel very heavy. And it takes, I believe that people who are, who are called to work with them, um, they are very connected to the earth energy. They're very connected to... Um, or this a word that came in like the denseness of this reality which can be very it can pull you into such a dark place if you're not connected to the upper realm as well they it takes a very beautiful balance there you know and so um yeah i'm just my energy is not that dense <laughs> you know and my purpose is is to bring in as much light as possible so it makes sense that I can't quite resonate with the dense, um, with that dense tradition, if that makes sense. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Oh, I'd never heard it described in that way. And so you feel like the, the original goddess energy was in Egypt, which is still in Africa, right? It depends. 
Where do you, where do you feel like the location of that, the origin point of that, of the goddess energy that you work with? Is? See, I don't think it is a specific place. Uh-huh. Because we're dealing with an energy here. So if anything, the energy just came down here to be embodied in the human being who was able to live. And now we can have their stories through that, that person who is now actually a goddess, right? But the true essence did not originate from earth. Mm-hmm. You know, it came from a higher place and then dropped into that human form to be lived or expressed. Yeah, so when I trace it, it actually goes above the earth or the physical reality. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Wow. So I really want to hear this, what you wrote. Uh, yes. I wanted to share this poem. We've been building up to it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it is called I Am Goddess. And again, um, this kind of um, goes through my journey in terms of the embodying my divine feminine self, my higher self, I should say. I am goddess, goddess I am. I am awake, opening my eyes to the wonders of the universe as me. I am goddess. Mysteries unfolding, priestess, medicine woman, I am goddess. My tongue translating the golden frequency of the divine. Prophetess, I am. I am goddess. I roll with my divine posse of angels, archangels, guides, and guardians, the wise ones, and the masters of light. I am goddess. I illuminate in the deep, ancient wisdom of my inner knowing. I honor myself, my work, my life, my gifts. I am goddess. I am a queen, woman, wife, mother. I am goddess. I am divine. I am love. I am fire. I am passion. I am goddess. I am worthy. I am rebirth. I am joy. I am goddess. I dig my roots into the sacred earth and drink deep from the well of healing, nourishment, and passion. I am goddess. I live an empowered life aligned with my soul expression and higher consciousness. I am goddess. I co-create with divinity. I am divinity unfolding. I am goddess. I am fierce like the black jaguar, bold like the lioness. I am goddess. I roll with the dragons and the phoenix, a conduit for divine love. I am goddess. Mm, right. That's so beautiful to hear. I can just, I get tingled hearing it, just you reading it. And then I can just imagine you writing that, like the, the energy coming through and how you feel. I mean, I've, I've written similar things where you're like writing it and afterwards you're like, oh, yes, (laughs) you got it. (laughs) You got it. Yep. Yep. (laughs) It was definitely very powerful. I think each, um, each section came in, like they didn't all come in at one time. So we would be in the, in the temple of, let's say, Green Tara, and, you know, a section will come in. Um, or we would move into the temple of Isis, and a section will come in. So it was like the whole journey um, unfolding on paper, basically. Beautiful. 
Well, thank you so much for blessing us with that transmission. Um, it's definitely, I encourage listeners to rewind and listen to it again as, <laughs> as often as you like. Um, and uh, yes, thank you so much. Um, and we've gobbled up our time here talking about the goddess and um, the transition between feeling small and human to and and what what all the you know various different things that we might experience on the journey of being able to say and feel and live yes. i yeah. am goddess so thank you so much for for walking with us and sharing about your experiences on that journey and you know it's for me and i don't know if that's true for you but on any given day i may revisit any part of that journey i may find exactly. myself feeling small and a human and not feeling like I am the goddess. And then thank goodness I might have a poem like that in my book or, <laughs> or uh, you know, uh, now a recording with beautiful Abigail that I can go and listen to and remind myself in those yes. moments um, that when I feel small, human, disempowered, whatever I might feel. Um, so I just want to remind uh, folks that, that uh, you know, we have those moments and then we get to remember. And oftentimes remembering means that we've forgotten for a minute. Yes, <laughs> fact, exactly. That's the, the meaning of my name, Sama from Sanskrit, means remembering again and again our Beautiful. Divine, divine consciousness. So the remembering Beautiful. again and again means in between the remembering, there's forgetting, right? <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So wonderful. So um, do you have any uh, additional words to share in closing? Uh, I know that, that you can please do share uh, ways that folks can get in touch with you. They want to um, connect with you about what you've shared. And we'll put links to your books because this, you've written, you've participated and written in three, three different books, right? So yes, you got it. Books. Um, so anything else you want to share about how folks can get in touch with you and any closing blessings for us? Yeah. So first you can always find me on social media. If you're on Instagram, you can find me through intuitive goddess coach. If you're on Facebook, just type in my name and I will pop up. I do have a free Facebook group. If you, if you love my energy and you kind of want to get to know me more and dive into my energy, Moon Goddess Sacred Sanctum, um, you can find that and just say hello to me. Send me a message. Um, let me know how this resonated with you. Um, and just the last message I wanted to leave everyone with is be empowered in your humanity because that is what it means to be a goddess. Being goddess doesn't mean you're perfect. It doesn't mean that you can't have a bad day. No, that's what, that is part of being a goddess. So when you're not having that not so perfect day and you need that reminder, I want you to say, I am human. I am goddess. I am human. I am goddess. It is absolutely okay. And you're still a goddess regardless of what happens or what is going on in your life. You're still a goddess. Hmm. Thank you, Abigail, for affirming that for all of us. <laughs> uh, yes. Well, all right. And uh, listeners know that if you want to learn more about the Womb-Centered Healing Temple and um, the writings 
that I've published or will be publishing, you can go to the Womb Centered Healing Temple, but I'm sorry, wombcenteredhealing.com, which is the online Womb Centered Healing Temple and learn more about that. So thanks again for joining us, Abigail. That's Thank all you. For now, many blessings until next time. Bye.